Hello, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Expert to Authority show. My name is Simone Vincenzi and I'm your host and this is the show for coaches, speakers and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. And today we have an incredible episode where this is going to help you think bigger. Just bigger, 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 but bigger, 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 bigger. <laughs> so we're going to think big. And the reason why this is important is because sometimes we think that we are thinking big, but actually it's not big enough. And when we are doing what we want to take an action, then maybe we get scared and maybe we stop ourselves. So let's get rid of all of that and implement a big plan. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before you start, number one, if you're new to the show, Welcome. Uh, it's good to see you here. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you have not subscribed yet. And also, you can check the resources of uh, David uh, in the show notes. So all the links that you are going to mention, they are going to be in the show notes. So if you want to go ahead, check them out straight away, you can do it as well. And also, you can find there our webinar conversion kit, which is a, a very simple kit to help you create a high converting webinar presentation. And it's only $30. So you can check it out as well in the show notes. Having said that, it is time to introduce our guest today. Um, we are going to talk about chasing big dreams, why 10x is easier than 2x. And today we have David Brightweight. He's an associate coach for strategic coach and a successful financial planner based in the UK. Many years of experience, he's a sought-after speaker and media personality, known for his empathetic approach to coaching and his ability to connect with people. From hosting his own show on BBC Radio to appearing as guest on national TV, David brings a unique perspective on personal growth and entrepreneurship. David, welcome to the show. It's good to see you here. And it's very good to see you too. And thank you very much for having me. This is going to be a pleasure. And I'm really excited to be talking to you today about what we're going to be having a discussion about. So it's all good. Uh, absolutely. So let's get started first. I want to understand before we go and talking about thinking bigger and uh, why 10x is better than 2x. So it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but I'm sure you're going to uh, enlighten us on this topic. Tell me a bit more about your background and why did you decide to go into the field of, in this case, business coaching? So I started off uh, when I set up my own business back in, I think it was 1994, I decided to enter that brave new world of entrepreneurialism and uh, go it alone and lose that employment and, and lose the regular income and set up on my own. And I was, I was okay. I successfully grew the business, but it got to a point where the business actually took over me. So what I mean by that was instead of having a business, I felt that I had a job. I was working more and more hours. Uh, I was doing everything for everybody and taking less and less time for me. So I felt beholden to the job and I couldn't see a way of changing that. It felt like I was on a treadmill that was only going one speed and that was faster. So I need to break that. And also coupled with that, I, well, we were expecting our first child. So I knew that I wanted to be around and not be this father that was absent so that when I came home, he would say, mummy, who's that strange man in the house? You know, so I want to be there and not just be there in the house, but be present in everything that he was doing. And that was now 13 odd years ago now, because he's just about to turn 14. So a lot of people were on this program called the Strategic Coach Program. And I looked at it myself and I was very sceptical because you are when you're coming from a place of thinking, do I need a coach? Do I want to be coached? Am I coachable? 
Mm. It's skeptical. And you look at these things, but I kept looking and looking at it. And eventually I joined up because I wanted to change the way that everything was set up for me. So I joined and that was great. It helped grow my business exponentially. It helped also free me up and give me more free time whilst growing my business. And a few years ago, strategic coach actually approached me and said, look, you've you've walked the talk. Um, Why don't you actually look at becoming a coach with us as well and helping? So now I'm one of, I think, 16 or 17 coaches worldwide and and coaching entrepreneurs in a workshop environment um, where you help people get a little bit more about what they want to get from their businesses, whether that's revenue, whether that's free time, um, increasing in size, whatever people want, or sometimes just getting more freedom in several areas. So I help coach the material now from Strategic Coach, and I love it because you get to see people coming into the workshop environment and they don't know what to expect, but they're all there for the same reason, and you get to go on the journey with them and create these communities of people which otherwise wouldn't have met before. So it's fantastic. It's really, really good fun. Really, really good. And I get so much out of it. And, and I can see the passion in the, in the way you're talking about it, which now gets me curious uh, b- before I ask you a few questions about the, the topic we are talking about today. Uh, it gets me curious. What was your first business before you joined Strategic Coach and before you became uh, a coach for them and a mentor and advisor for them? What was uh, your first business that got you to say, I need the help? It was financial services. So when I went into financial services, so we do financial planning. So it was all about your investments and your personal finance. And that's where it all started. Um, and since joining Strategic Coach, I've actually expanded. I've got a healthcare company. I have a legal company and a property company as well. So I've expanded in different areas as well as doing the coaching. So one thing about Strategic Coach is all the coaches are running their own businesses. That's one of the things. So we have to be not just talking about the material, but we're living it as well. So we feel, and that's where the empathy comes in. I've been in a lot of places that a lot of these people have been in. And so we're in a position with that empathy to help them a little bit more, but also by having an arm around them and saying, I know how you feel. And that's really important because you never want to feel like you're being talked down to or being told what to do, because that's kind of what you got from your teachers at school. What you want yeah. is a coach is to work with you, isn't it? You need that 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 critical friend, I would call it. Yeah, uh, I totally with you. And uh, what makes it is even better is that you have been through the program yourself, mm. which means that you're understanding what people are going through at the different stages, mm. the initial skepticism, the high of a win, the lower moments when there is a lot to implement uh, and now you're actually spending more time because you need to change the way things are doing. And you can guide people through that because you had this this first experience. But mm. let, let's let's understand why first of all, um, why this topic that we are talking about today. Why 10x is easier than 2x? Why is that? Because in my mind, 2x is easier than 10x. So actually, it, you it said is. it's the other yeah, way around. It, 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 it does, and it's. It sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? And it actually sounds really scary as well when you say 10 times it easier does. than two times. You think. No, that can't be right. But when you actually, and there's a book uh, on here, which is written by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. Okay. And uh, what they did, they've written this book uh, all about the, the psychology of Baha'i, behind how it actually works. But let me give you an idea. So if I, most people that are all out there in business already are already successful. You know, people that are listening to your podcast, that are watching your channel are already successful because they're watching this sort of content. And most people will be able to just keep growing their businesses 
organically might be a word that we use, but they'll grow their businesses. It'll keep doing what it's doing. But what if I said to you, I can grow your business 10 times or you can grow your business 10 times. Initially, you sit back on your chair and you're a bit scared, right? But if you think about it, what would your business look like if it was 10 times bigger? And I'm not just talking about revenue necessarily. It could be, what if you wanted 10 times more free time? What if you wanted 10 times more offices or shops that you've already got? How would you look at your business then? You're sitting in your business, you're looking around it, and you're describing it in all the detail that's there. What would it look like? How many staff would you have? What sort of customer would you have? What clients would you deal with? What would be the average invoice or check that you'd be writing? How would all that look to you? And then if you were to actually have that business that's 10 times, what happens is a little filter or a switch changes in your mind because then when you're back into your, say, normal day, it's a filter. You'll start being more simple about what it is you'll say yes to and more importantly, what you're going to say no to. And somebody said to me once that no is a complete sentence, uh, which I quite liked. Um, but, you know, you will start being <laughs> so You far... don't need to justify yourself. Like, no. <laughs> exactly. If you can just say no. Um, there's a great book that I read as well, which is called Will It Make the Boat Go Faster? And this was about an Olympic rowing team going to the Olympics. And what they did was that when they were doing all their training on the lead up to the Sydney Olympic Games, they were prefacing everything that they were doing in the training with, will it make the boat go faster? So, for example, if they were asked to go out and, oh, let's go out for some dinner tonight and we'll do this and have a slightly later night and don't worry, training will be a bit later tomorrow. Will it make the boat go faster? If the answer to that is no, you know the answer. OK, you shouldn't be doing that. So when you're thinking of your business being 10 times bigger than it actually is, it's a really big filter because you're going to find yourself saying no to things. And also your eyes. There's a great expression that Dan Sullivan, who, who runs Strategic Coach, has your eyes only see and your ears only hear what your brain's looking for. But if we don't know what we're looking for, how do we know when we find it? And often I think life leaves clues going through our life when we're looking at expanding our businesses that we have if we don't know what we're actually looking for how do we know we got there so it is a really really big filter so for example can i give you an example is that okay so i was yeah i'll love I'm, an example because actually before before you go into an example uh just for everyone who's watching or listening uh, i'm seeing this conversation going into many different ways because there are quite a few things i would love to explore in a moment uh, like okay but what happened if you can't handle it how do you decide, um, um, you know, what to prioritize, what to 10x? Because you gave a few examples, but how do you decide where to go? Uh, mm. What if actually, you, 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 what's your, your, the current resources that you have, they will not allow you to 10x and it's not even possible. So these are some of the, immediately some of the tools are coming to my mind and uh, uh, that I want to explore later. And I would love to start first with an example. So let's start with an example. And then I will have my next question. So let's go with the example. Exactly. And, and I really appreciate as well, people that are listening and watching this at the moment are going to have what I would call the yeah, but moments. They're going to be hearing yes, but, you know, you're going to, because it is thinking differently. It's not normal. So a real example of this was, so when I did this exercise myself about what, how I wanted everything to look for me in a, in a 10 times bigger world was I knew what the company would look like. I began with the end in mind. I wanted to know what was going to be there. 
So just recently, when we had the lockdown that we've all uh, we've all got through, hopefully now, um, what it did, it presented a couple of opportunities to me to hire people that would not have been available before. And I just got approached by these people. I didn't, I wasn't out to look to recruit them, but what I did, uh, they came to me and were, were, were looking for for work, and I took both of them on. The two people I took on were really. Um, scary in terms of the salary that I have to pay them and for the power, the level that they brought them in at. I brought them at leadership level. Mm. Now, for a lot of people looking at my business, they would have thought, well, that's going to make your company a bit top heavy. But for the fact that I know what the business will look like in the future and I knew I had to get them in at some point and the opportunity was already there now, I thought, what better way of actually growing a business than having the right fit people at the top to help me grow it with me? So I'm not doing it so lonely. So that was a big example for me was actually, but if I hadn't have done the exercise of thinking that, so it's not all about quantity about what you're doing. It's about the quality of what you're doing. And it's applying that filter, that 10 times filter. Is it going to get you nearer to your 10 times vision or further away from it? And it does have to be a filter because otherwise it'll grow. And, and for some people, there's nothing wrong with just growing. And a lot of people don't want to grow 10 times and that's fine too. But for those people that are intrigued by it, then actually going through some of these exercises and thinking bigger, it's amazing where it can bring you. And it's like it brought me these two members of staff that if I hadn't have had the vision, I wouldn't have seen them. They've been there, but I wouldn't have noticed them. How do you follow through when fear kicks in? Because or that voice kicks in or someone around you uh, could be family, could be friends. Yep could be other peers in the industry say are you crazy why are you doing that and then you start second guessing yourself could be your inner voice could be some some things that you say am i really going to be able to afford it am i really going to be able to make this happen no is this too much of a gamble Mm. um what if things actually don't work out am i going to be left worse like those are real things that actually are happening inside the mind of an entrepreneur that that i know definitely inside my mind so hmm. where, how do you keep, how do you follow through? What was your either thinking uh, or actions that you did to follow through and actually make this work? So using that example, there's two things. So I always think that fear means something exciting is about to happen. Uh, it really does. Because if you keep doing what's comfortable, you're going to remain comfortable. You have to step outside the comfortable, out of the comfort zone to be uncomfortable for a bit to then experience it. So fear, but you're right when things, especially with people like we're looking at money, these people cost money. And there's a worry that actually, what if it doesn't work out? It's the fear that you've let those people down that you've recruited, but also the fear of how you looked, as you said, to your family, to your friends, that in some way you failed. And that's a really difficult one. But why are we building the businesses that we're doing? Are we building it for us? We're building it for them. So it is difficult. Uh, I remember somebody saying to me when I was thinking of taking on one of these people was I was looking at the whole, because we recruit people by uh, your annual salary is. So we focus a lot on annual salary. Well, it's only you paying them normally monthly. So if you actually break it down into it's this much a month. And if this person that you've taken on doesn't work out to be exactly what you were looking for or doesn't add any value, it sounds really harsh, but you've got to let it go. You have to let them go. You have to hire slow but fire fast in what you're doing if you want this growth. And you can't just keep bumbling along and keep going as you were. 
If it's not right, you've got to be really super quick with it. So make sure that actually that your fears are there and that's normal. Check them out. Have a look at them. Write down what it is that you're actually fearful about. Write down some strategies as to how you can get around that fear. But look at the vision. Where is it you're going? Is that fear worth it to get to where you want to go? You know, it's going to be scary. It is going to be scary. But at the same time, you know, if you go on a theme park ride, you know, it's a bit scary, but it's still fun, isn't it? It's the thrill. It's the thrill. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is a fascinating this conversation come at this time because uh, I went through a similar process myself um, without thinking the 10x, uh, but uh, I was uh, thinking about what does my business, how will my business look like? And uh, what do I want and what do I need and what kind of people uh, I will mm. need in, my, in place? So we hired uh, um, another four, we have a, a total of five coaches in our team. Uh, we hired a marketing director. That was, a, that was an expense. That was an expense because I can mm. do marketing. But mm. uh, and uh, I think that the, the, what kept me doing the marketing was because I can do it. Yeah. But if I was uh, going to be working in uh, scaling the company and growing it, no, I need a marketing director because actually I need someone that is just the vision on the marketing side. So then if I lose sight of it, then they can actually own that part and they have is their realm of ownership. Mm-hmm. Adding uh, someone responsible for sales uh, as well. And so now all the sales didn't rely on me uh, as the business owner. So we made a significant investment and that was uh, with, the, with the idea for the future. And on paper, yes, absolutely. Was it going? Was it the right time? Question is, is it ever the right time? <laughs> when? Exactly. When is the right point, time? If you ever, if you wait for when you're ready, whatever that is, quote ready, you might never be ready. And sometimes you just got to jump and find your wings on the way down. You know, with some of these things, it is brave. It is being, being big about it. But here's the other thing as well. If you actually do tend, do you do want to grow? As you found, yes, you could do the marketing. I could do marketing, but actually, what you're hiring is somebody that can do it full time and give it the full attention. Hopefully, knows things that you don't know, can get things done quicker than you ever could, and your business moves on. Also, you've got to think about what your rate is so what's your hourly rate you know so if you're going to hand that off to somebody else it means that you can spend more time doing in what we call strategic coach working within your unique ability is doing what doesn't feel like work to you all day long so you're great at doing this you should be doing more and more and more of this and getting rid of or moving on the things that are stopping you doing what you set the business up for the first place but the trouble is that the bigger the businesses get we start doing all things to everybody when we start but it's knowing that when you've got to let go to grow, and that's the key with business is letting go to grow. And it's finding those right people to let go to and doing a really good handover and delegation to make sure that they can grow while you're letting go. And what you're doing there is forming more of a business. A business isn't just one person. It is formed of people that will still keep. So from a business point of view, if you're not there, will the business still keep growing while you're not there? Mm-hmm. You know, and if it if it won't, it relies on you. It's not really a, a robust business because if you're not there, it's not going to grow. You want to create something that will still happen even when you're not there, like a machine in a factory that still runs even when you're not around. And th- and that's a great goal to have. And I want everyone that is thinking about this, like you know, I'm sure that you know some someone is listening or watching right now, and uh, they are starting out. 
they say, okay, well, maybe I'm not, I'm not there yet. But it's good to have that inside because mm. is what 10x is for you. So, so mm. someone is already established and maybe is uh, hiring more people. Uh, for you, the 10x might be hiring your first assistant, and mm. that's already going to 10x, 10x uh, your business. Which now bring, this brings me to the question about how do you prioritize what to 10x? Because you said 10x is not just financial. It can no. be 10x your time. It can be 10x your freedom. It can be 10x your impact. It can be 10x your money. It can be 10x your database. I don't know. So how do you choose what to 10x uh, so that you know you're actually 10xing the right thing for you? Well, I think it starts by actually, and it sounds really boring, but actually writing down what 10x means to you. So it could be that it is 10 times more staff, seven times more offices, six times more revenue. What does it actually look like? What does that picture look like? And here's another thing, just as a, of a point, when a lot of people start off in business, as I did, you wrote a business plan. You sat down and you wrote a business plan. You thought about how it was going to look. And then often in business, you don't really look at it again sometimes. And you know, five years later, your business plan is something that's in a drawer. How often do you actually look at it and go ahead and then try and develop your business? Or you're actually spending more time in it, not on it. But <clears throat> as far as prioritizing, a lot of it, for me, it comes with staff. So I would often start with the staff and looking at what it is that you do during the day and what is it that you can let go of so you can grow. Now, the staff are often the most awkward bit as well because it involves people. Um, but you can hire lots of great people now on uh, there's people per hour, there's Fiverr, there's lots of things that you can just delegate. So it isn't all about you. So a lot of it, I think, starts with the staff as to where you actually go, because with the right staff, you can start increasing revenue and the revenue brings in money, which means that you can invest in other things. So then you can grow the offices. Now, you can't go and do a lot of this stuff without money. I understand that fully. But you start off part time. I did my first ever part. I had a somebody mm -hmm. used to ask me years ago, how many staff have you got? And I said one and a half because I had a part timer at the time. And that part-timer turned into full-timer. But yeah. the right fit people are so important to your business and the business growth that you've got. And a lot of people, there's another thing as well, if you've got people already in your team and you're already thinking maybe of getting rid of them, you already have. So for some people, we hang on to, you know, there's a saying, isn't there, Never, don't cling on to a, a mistake for too long uh, just because you spent a long time making it. So the same thing with the team is that making sure that always the right people around you so that you've got that support. And as I said earlier, they know things that you don't know. They can work quicker than you ever can. And they can yeah. be your ally. They can be the people that you can rely on to help grow it. But it's, it's, it is about shifting priorities. And once you've got the team in place and even starting, as you said earlier, with the right PA is just a big, big help because you can spend more time planning and strategizing where you actually want to go. Yeah, and and I like what you said at the beginning. Having starting with what the next means to you, mm. and uh, what do you want the next first? Do you want mm. more time? Do you want more money? Do you want more freedom? Do you want a bigger, uh, a bigger impact or a bigger infrastructure? And then walk the, your way back. I found myself. Uh, um, I think it was uh, last year. I was having a session with my coach and. Uh, I looked at my calendar and it was packed from morning to evening. Now, we went uh, from the back of a very a lot of events, a very successful launch. So 
a lot of great things. There were all sales calls, uh, clients onboarding, really good money. But then I found myself that I, said, I have no space. Hmm. I have no space. And hmm. uh, I've worked for about six months to change the entire structure of the business so that uh, that was my, my 10x at the time space. I need to 10x the space hmm. that I have where I only have something booked for half a day. So that was, uh, that was the, the, the arriving. When I have half a day free every single day, and that means I've done it, I've achieved that. Mm. And uh, it was a conscious effort. But in that moment, 10x was, uh, this is my 10x. Mm. So now that I have this, it's like, okay, what's the next 10x going to look like? And uh, uh, this is a great frame of reference uh, for, I think, for everyone. But, mm. na- but now we are going to, to another question. I'm playing a bit devil's advocate. Okay, I've chosen, I have my vision. So I know what uh, my 10x business will look like. I know which area to 10x first. I have an idea about where to start. And then I look at my bank account. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't have the money for this. Or I look at my time. Oh, that's great. I need to hire people. I don't have time to hire them, finding them, training them. It is difficult, and I'm going to bring myself in here with my own story. So when I was uh, with Strategic Coach, well, I'm still coached now, by the way. I'm still on, on the on the program. Um, strategic Coach telling me to, oh, you need to hire a PA, David. You need to hire a PA. And I kept saying, I haven't got the money. I hadn't got the money at the time to pay someone to do that. I knew it was a great idea. Um, and I resisted. I resisted for a, probably two years um, and then I actually hired a PA. And I remember coming to the workshop and saying, I've done it. I've hired a PA. I offered the job the day before the workshop as it happened. Mm. And they were through it. They're like, wow, you've done it. And to give you some context, I measured from when that person started with me to where we are now. And we're looking at 10 times. Now it was scary because I couldn't afford looking at the whole annual salary thing. I didn't know how I was going to work it. But I knew it had to work. And I was really honest with that person that joined me as well at the time and saying, I don't know how this is going to play out, but this is what my vision is. And share your vision with the people because they might just buy into that more than the money. They want to be part of something exciting as well, by the way. So uh, I actually looked at how much my business had grown from when I took that person on to the point when I measured it, which I think was about three years ago. And it was almost equal to a marathon. It was just over 26.2 times the business had grown because that person came on board. So it's also, it is about cost, but it's also a cost if you don't. And maybe that's what you're going to look at. But I know it's really hard for people, which is why maybe you start by using the people per hour or the people like Fiverr, where you you offload some things, you just outsource some bits and just see how freeing that that is when you actually outsource something. And I love the expression. Addictive. And then it's addictive. Then you start thinking, okay, I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to get rid of that. Yep. I'm going to get rid of that. I used to hold on to everything. And then mm. now it became, just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how does it make you feel? You know, it's like, wow, it's like a weight's lifted, isn't it? Um, yeah. And when I took on uh, one of the people, my leadership team, one of the things he said to me when he started, he said, David, what can I take off your desk? And that to me, that that's magic. Those words were like heaven to me. It was <laughs> everything. <laughs> you, 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 yeah. 
So it was all the jobs I didn't like. So he's great at yeah. spreadsheets and analyzing data. And, and I'm just, I haven't got, I don't know how to use Excel, you know. Yeah. And here I'm having to do something that would take me twice as long. But also, here's the thing as well. When you've got jobs that you've got to do or work that you have to do, if it's something you don't really want to do, where in the pile does it go? It normally goes at the bottom, yeah? So if you can find someone to take that away and give it to, guess what? How quickly we get through everything else? It just works. You know, you just have to trust me on it. But it, it is it is scary. And you've been there as well. You know how this stuff is. But it, it does work. It's just that you, you need to find a way of working it for you. And I appreciate money well, is an issue. But, yeah, yeah it, you just have to trust me on it. I, lo I love the example that you gave. And uh, um, when I hired my first uh, virtual assistant, uh, which is actually still working with us after eight years, so we realized uh, this year made eight years, virtual mm -hmm. assistant from the Philippines. I could afford a hundred pound a month and that's it. That's all mm. I could afford. I think it was uh, four hours a week, something mm. like that. And what uh, it was a hundred pound a month and, uh, and it worked out. Uh, mm. We, and then after a few months, I think it was six months. Then I moved there to 10 hours a month and then moved there to 20 hours a month and then moved there full time to the point where I paid off the company that I was paying because it was a, an outsourcing agency. So no, actually, mm. I'm just going to have her to work for me. She, I was their only client anyway. It just made sense to actually for her to have all the money compared to the company taking a cut. And I paid off that company to make her free from the contract. And I was um, the start and then now we have 14 people uh, working with us. So it is, uh, uh, I, I, whatever David is saying right now, use it, do it because uh, it's going to shift your perception or perception and maybe you already have quite a few stuff maybe you already have 50 stuff now and then you think okay how can you 10x that and how can you start and what will be the starting point uh do you do anything to mitigate the risks uh in case uh, uh to not put yourself uh, uh in you know i think there, there is a a thing in business where you say hope for the best be prepared for the worst so you're hoping or you're just hoping for the best and just making it work i don't know what's your philosophy on that i always think about what's the worst that can happen here and am i going to be okay so if a member of staff doesn't work out and you need to move them on are you still going to be okay yes you are having a robust contract if you're looking at taking people on as well what's expected how you expect them to work for you and it's having those honest conversations up front before they start work because once people start working with you, you start graining habits that are really hard and then can be offensive. So I would suggest you have a really frank and honest conversation up front and say, this is what's going to work for me. This is what's not going to work for me. Off we go. And you regularly meet up with that team member and say, right, what's working for you? What's not working for you? This is not what's working for me. And this is what's working for me. So you maintain that open relationship. So it works well. Um, but it is difficult, especially when you're dealing with people, to get it right every time. And I've made mistakes, but I'm better off for them. And and it's just about moving on from those, really, and making sure you've always got the right people around you as far as you possibly can. It's never going to be perfect. And that's another thing is don't expect it to all be what I would call rainbows and unicorns because it probably isn't. But, hey, if it was easy being in business and running your own company, everyone would do it, right? But people 100%. don't. We're a unique breed, we are. We really are. And we don't give ourselves credit for doing that sometimes. So if it was easy, everybody would do it. You're out there doing it, and we're going to come up with the battle scars. And when our grandchildren are going to be talking to us later down the line, 
you know, they're not going to want to know all about certain things, but they're going to want to know how did you grow your business? What did you learn? What can you teach me? And, and we're all coaches, you know, whether you're actually a coach or you're not a coach, we're all coaching people because we're always looking after people and we're always trying to coach and help people in the best way that we can. I have one final question uh, for you, which is, uh, uh, is there something about this topic that uh, we should have covered, uh, but we didn't cover yet? The only bit I would say that's missing is about goals is when you have that 10 times bigger vision, break it down into a little bit of more manageable goals. So a lot of people, if you've got the 10 times, it seems so far away. So break it down and say, look, if I was doing this, what would break me nearer? So thinking about, will it make the boat go faster? What could I do in the next 90 days that would move me nearer? So instead of looking at the whole big thing and thinking this is too scary, look at the whole thing, divide it up, and then work out what can you do just now that will move you slightly further. And I know you've been so you just put up the link there. So on the davidbpodcast.com, there's a strategic goal tracker workbook that people can go on there. We've got free resources, lots of free resources on there, but there's one of those on there. So people can actually write down their goals and track it. And it starts with the, the big goal. And then how do you actually dilute it down into smaller, more manageable chunks, but also track it. And that's the thing. You've got to be either having an accountability partner in a coach or you've got to be your own. So how are you going to do it? So how are you going to measure success? And writing it down as old-fashioned as it sounds is a really great place to start because otherwise it'll just get lost and then you won't move on. You know, If that's what you want to do, that's absolutely fine. But it does make a big difference yeah. when you write these things down. Otherwise it becomes like that business plan that you have in the drawer for five years and uh, and, and yeah. you're never going to check it. So yeah. go to davidbpodcast.com. So it's David B podcast.com and you will see the resources there is uh, the the gold tracker so then you can already start using it david is there any other resources that you have on that page or anywhere else where people there is it? yeah there is thank you for asking so there is a, there is a book on there called the four c's formula when you're looking to actually make a change you need the four c's and it starts with courage and i won't tell you what the other three are you have to have a look and see what they are but there's four c's to that actually to get you confident and get your goals moving um there's a positive focus exercise as well which is really good so actually we often beat ourselves up as business owners and looking at how far we haven't got but actually we need to praise ourselves sometimes and look at how far we've come so there's a tool there that helps you do that and also one of strategic coaches most common most popular tools there we're giving you called the impact filter it's a way of getting your thinking down on paper when you're talking to somebody else about how you can get inside someone's brain. Really, really powerful. And there's a taster workshop people can come along to for free as well for two hours so they can sign up and enroll for that and have a taste of strategic coach for themselves if they wanted to as well. So there's loads of things on there they can play with. There's a lot of resources. So make sure you check out davidbpodcast.com. If you're on, uh, on your podcasting platform, if you're listening, or if you're on YouTube, the link is in the description. Uh, David, I want to thank you for the interview. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Love the conversation. And any conversation that helps me in a selfish way to think bigger uh, is, uh, is a great conversation. I hope that everyone listen, they listen to now, they can, they're able to think bigger as well. And ask themselves questions that maybe they've not asked before or they stopped asking themselves because maybe 
you know, just going to the routine of business and the day-to-day. And it's, it's easy to become complacent, in particular if you're having something that works. Um, then uh, there is always there is always another level. There is always another level. So, David, thank you very much. And, thank uh, you. Uh, you. You're welcome. It's my absolute pleasure. And for everyone who's watching or listening, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. And also leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. It makes a, a big impact uh, in terms of the show. If there is one thing you can do for the show, it is really uh, to leave a review. It's good for the guest. It's good for the show. It's good for my ego. It's good for everyone. So let's uh, uh, give, give us a review. Having said that, I wish a fantastic rest of day, evening, morning, wherever you are. And until this th- next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.